The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Exploring our oneness with spirit and each other. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Main Street Vegan with host Victoria Moran. Victoria is an author, inspirational speaker, and a certified holistic health counselor and vegan lifestyle coach. She's here to entertain, educate, and inspire you on your journey to look and feel amazing, eat extraordinary food, help animals, and create a physical body perfectly attuned to spiritual growth. Now, let's get this party started. Here is your host, Victoria Moran. Welcome, everybody, to the Main Street Vegan Show on a very special day for me. I gave birth yesterday to my 12th book. So today is Baptism Day. (laughs) We're launching the Good Karma Diet. We're going to have a wonderful celebration, party, talk, signing here in New York City at 7 o'clock this evening at Barnes & Noble at 82nd and Broadway. So if you are listening live and you're in New York City, do come by. Or if you know somebody in New York City, tell them to come by. We're also going to have some really wonderful food. And I want to give a shout out to the terrific people who have helped with that. First, I want to say Yahoo and thank you so much to Terry. Terry has two terrific restaurants where they have really made fast food fabulous food. And it's also a great place for doing a juice cleanse where you get your wonderful cold pressed juice and they pack it up for you every day and you just get yourself all clean and healthy and wonderful. So that's Terry, T-E-R-R-I, if you are in New York City or make a note for when you come to New York City. And then we have Treeline Cheese. Oh my gosh. Treeline Cheese is such a wonderful company and such a wonderful friend. Their cheese is so pure. It's raw. It's it's natural. And people say, but vegan, I mean, it's vegan. Is it really good? And I say you could serve it to French people. Then we have Candle Cafe West, the wonderful candle restaurants. The owners have been on this show and they're going to provide a beautiful tray of hors d'oeuvres because everything they do at all three candle restaurants is superb. And then we have Seasoned Vegan. Seasoned Vegan is Louisiana soul food up here in Harlem at 112th and St. Nicholas Avenue. They are going to bring us their vegan crawfish or vegan tribute to crawfish. Anyway, it's way yummy and and delicious. A shout out over there to Seasoned Vegan and to everybody who is helping make this evening wonderful. Thank you in advance. And people who are helping make this book wonderful is the subject of this show today. Is if no man is an island, well, no author is a solo. And certainly that's true on this book. This book has 17 good karma stories from fascinating people who answered a Facebook call I put out. Do you think that changing your diet brought good karma into your life? And I thought they were going to say things like, yeah, I lost weight. My cholesterol went down. And of course, people wrote that, too, because that happens and that's great. But I got so many other interesting kinds of good karma. So I'm very, very proud and happy to have those stories in the book, and three of the story providers will be joining us after a bit. But right now, someone who is vitally important to the Good Karma Diet is going to be joining us from Montreal. She actually lives in Toronto, 
but she is a traveler. This is Doris Finn, raw food alchemist and recipe creator for the Good Karma Diet. She has created about 40 of the most delicious, really healthy, makeable by regular people recipes that you could ever hope to find in one place. Now, yesterday I was being interviewed by the Portland uh, newspaper, the Oregonians, a food critic, Grant Butler, who happens to be a vegan. We should get him on the show. He's quite a fascinating fellow. But he chose from all of Doris's wonderful recipes a cooked dish called Thai greens and beans. And he was raving. Now, you know, food editors don't get that excited because they have fabulous food all the time. But he was saying that this dish cooked up so perfectly that her secret ingredient, the way she used tahini, gave it this special flavor and creaminess, and that the photograph was absolutely beautiful. So, Doris, you're cool. I told him I'm glad that I got you before you were so famous that you wouldn't be helping other people out with their books anymore. So, here's the intro, then you get to hear Doris. I'm going to stop talking for a bit. Doris has been traveling the world for nine years, facilitating interactive culinary workshops everywhere she goes, and she likes to go right to the source of her food and share this knowledge with everyone she meets. Her first memoir, which is called Feed Your Bliss, will be coming out in the fall after she returns from her first European culinary tour. And that is the perfect title for her book because not only are her recipes blissful, but she is Feed Your Bliss all over the place, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook. So you can find Doris Finn, and that's Finn with one N. Well, N. Mm. Welcome to the show, Doris. Thank you for having me. It is such a pleasure. Why don't you just tell everybody how we found each other? <laughs> I would love to. Well, I we happened to meet each other in Guelph last year. It's uh, close to Toronto, and it was a vegetarian festival. And you were lovingly <laughs> providing everyone with your new your newest book at the time then, and. Main Street Vegan, of course, and I recognized you from somewhere I had seen you earlier, and I happened to have my iPad with me, and I sat down with you, and we had some time before the festival doors open, and you started looking through the pictures, and you were so amazed by it, and your reaction was priceless to me, and I was excited when you had told me that you were looking for a raw food chef to provide you with 40 recipes for your book due within about a month, and <laughs> you offered it to me, and I said yes. Well, it was a it was a very good decision on my part, and I hope that you think that saying yes was Absolutely. on yours. Absolutely, I would do it again in a heartbeat. <laughs> well, how tell us about you? You're very young, and yet you've done an awful lot in your life so far, and so much yet to come. How did you become a raw food chef? Uh, well, well, I was in India, of all places, about five years ago. I stumbled across one of those spiritually saturated hubs in northern India, and I saw a raw food workshop sign on the wall, and I took the class, and then I decided, like with many things I used to do and still do, I would just make it up and do it myself, and it became very easy, and I saw people's reactions, and people continued to email me to this day, telling me how their lives have changed and how their palates have become attuned to real food, and I just continue to go to the hubs all over the world, like Vilcabamba, Ecuador, uh, Peru, um, Hawaii, Bali, all these places that have a lot of raw food that we buy here in North America that's imported, and going to the source and learning from people directly who've been doing it for decades, and I decided this is something I'd like to do, and alchemy, it became... It became very beautifully elaborated in the kitchen, and I don't even know how to describe it, but I love to bake. And when I discovered this raw food, it was alchemy um, beyond baking, because as you've seen in some of the recipes, um, it's another language. And instead of taking a one course with uh, one school, I decided to take many classes and many uh, ideas in my head and out of books and 
online and different teachers and just create my own way of living through the raw food worlds. And it was, it's been, it's been a very enjoyable journey for sure. That's how I came across it is through my travels basically. So how raw do you think it's important for people to be? Well, me personally, I found it to be a great transition away from a, a, whether it's a standard American diet or overcooked diets or a lifestyle where you're always eating on the go. And I found it would be best for many people. It's more ideal in my, my, from my observations anywhere in the world that raw food is based on, it should be based on time, location, season, and the season of where the people are living and so that it should be local. So obviously in the weekend, uh, minus, or excuse me, in the uh, winter, it's uh, minus 20 or minus 30 sometimes that eating raw food is only going to increase the coldness in the body. However, you could make a raw dish and then heat it gently so that it still retains its nutrients. Um, But it's, there's something about our tradition going back to centuries ago that they didn't eat raw food unless it was meant to be eaten raw. Even um, many foods that are raw in order to gain their nutritional value for it to be for us uh, easy to digest and easy to um, for us to gain what we need to continue living. It needs to be slightly heated, if not boiled. So there are many foods I think Definitely should be eaten raw, but there are some foods that perhaps we require in order to thrive in this world that don't need to be raw. So to answer your question, I think it would be based on experimenting. A person's lifestyle should be considered, their constitution, their blood type, all of these things, uh, their ancestry to know how raw they should go. They can seek assistance through a raw food specialist. They can read about it, um, but I don't recommend doing it less than three to four months just so that they can actually feel it rather than for one month or one week. Because to really take 30 years of life or 20 years or more and to suddenly change, it's shocking on the system. So it's really good to adjust gradually, like with anything. And we are coming up on summer, so it's a wonderful time to certainly add more raw food and move in that direction. And this is one of the reasons why I think that we've been such a good pair on the Good Karma Diet, because I I tried all raw at, at a period, and I felt so amazing. It was just like, I've seen the light and all that. But then winter came, and it's like, are you kidding? It didn't feel <laughs> right anymore. And yet I still know that even in the winter, I need some of that life. Just, you know, okay, I'll have my hot soup and, and my warm bread and all that. But then I also need the salad or the green juice just to put that life energy in. So mm-hmm. I think we're very much compatible in terms of, yeah, raw is really important. But so is taking care of yourself and giving yourself what you need where you are. Absolutely. So tell me a couple of your favorite recipes in the book. I'm going to let you have two because one will probably be a dessert. You're right. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, actually, um, my nickname amongst many of my communities anywhere in the world I've been, they call me the green goddess because almost everything I make is green. And you could see that on any of my social media places. Um, So two of my favorite green recipes would be the green juice and the pie in the sky because of the avocado. And I find both are nutritious and delicious, easy to make and those are two that I often make um, to share with my, well, the juices every morning and the pie in the sky is not every day, but I will make it amongst my friends who are always looking for something rich and creamy, but still delicious and nutritious so that they don't have to resort to the really highly dense, rich, hard to digest raw food creations. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, I've always okay. said that green is God's favorite color. So mm-hmm. Doris, thank you. Thank you for the recipes. Thank you for being a light in the world. Thank you for all you're going to do in the future. Everybody get to know Doris Finn. She's Feed Your Bliss on Facebook and just about everywhere else. And we'll talk about uh, the book when it comes out this fall, the Feed Your Bliss book. Thank you so very much, Doris. Enjoy Montreal. Well, thank you so much and congratulations again. All the oh, best. bless you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Isn't this Fun. Don't we love talking with people who are creative and wonderful and magnificent? 
So let's see if another person who uh, fits that description is on the line yet. Um, is Kaylee with us? Okay, just a minute. I need to hear from my engineer, Jeff, to see if we have been joined by our second guest. We have. Hey, Kaylee. Hi. Hi. Nice to hear you. Nice to hear your voice. Thanks so much for having me on. I'm excited. Well, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for contributing your good karma story to the Good Karma Diet. Now, I know a Thank lot of you. people listening are your fans, and they don't need an introduction at all, but I'm going to introduce everybody else to uh, the collared cowgirl. <laughs> Health and wellness advocate Kaylee Martin is a native Californian, a two-time breast cancer survivor, a graduate of the Living Foods Institute, and founder and chief cowgirl of Cowgirls and Collard Greens, a cowgirl-themed vegan lifestyle website and blog. That website is cowgirlsandcollardgreens.com. The and is spelled out. And you can just find her all over the web and around and about. I actually met you in Orland, California at uh, Farm Sanctuary last summer. Welcome, Kaylee Martin. Thank you. What an introduction. Thanks so much. Um, I just want to take a moment to congratulate you on your new book. And um, you are a hero of mine. So I'm having a vegan starstruck moment right now. So I just want to honor that space. And thank you so much for being a very small part of your book and for having me on today. Uh, Well, it's wonderful. And then the fandom goes both ways. I was thinking today about my event tonight at Barnes and Noble, and I'll know a lot of the people who are coming, and I have no problem speaking to strangers and that, but one person is going to be there, and I'm feeling, like you said, starstruck, and that is Sharon Gannon, who's the founder of Jiva Mukti Yoga. She's an endorser of the book. She's been on the show, and the idea that this person that I admire so much that I feel just has this special uh, contact with all the wisdom of the universe is going to come to my event. So I know what starstruck feels like. So, yeah, I've definitely got the little butterflies going right now, but they're uh, good, good butterflies. <laughs> well, a star in your own right, Miss Kaylee. So tell us about your story in the book. Well, my story starts out back in 2008. Um, I was diagnosed with, with breast cancer um, at the ripe young age of 30. And um, growing up on a farm here in Northern California, I sort of um, adopted or continued, I guess you'd say, my cowgirl spirit and cowgirl attitude after I got that initial diagnosis. And by that, I mean I, um, people often ask me about the whole cowgirl, you know, being vegan and a cowgirl. And I generally tell people I'm a former cowgirl, if you will. And that the cowgirl really represents a spirit and this brand of courage um, that I think goes along with with people who sort of take life head on. And that's sort of what cancer gave to me, actually, as a gift. And um, I went through many different things on my journey with cancer. I was actually re-diagnosed a year later, but I adopted a 100% raw food diet, speaking of raw foods. Uh, and I did that for a year and a half, and uh, I feel like I really, really thrived. Um, the green juice, uh, as you were just speaking about a few minutes ago, uh, was sort of my giddy-up-and-go in the morning, and um, it just gave me so much energy. And um, in addition to that, I really adopted a really positive attitude about the whole experience Um in addition to yourself, um, my other hero in life is Chris Carr, and I sort of followed her protocol in terms of what I was going to do to sort of battle this this disease, and I got through it after five surgeries, including reconstruction, as well as four rounds of chemotherapy and six weeks of radiation. So... I'm definitely here to stay, and I'm definitely, um, you know, pursuing that cowgirl spirit and sticking around. So um, I just feel like plants really gave me the power um, to move forward and 
I just don't know what I would do without them. I feel like I was a vegetarian for 19 years before I became a raw vegan, and I remember thinking at a very young age how extreme veganism seemed to me. And, you know, it was just a catalyst, the cancer, for me to go vegan because I've always been an animal advocate. I grew up on a farm with horses and ducks and geese and chickens and dogs and cats. Um, and I was I went vegetarian around the time I was, I think, nine after my cow cupcake um, ended up on my plate for dinner one night. And um, so it's just been an incredible journey. I am so grateful. I pinch myself every day that I'm here, and I feel like I really owe it to plants for keeping me thriving through the experience. Wow. And I love your explanation of the cowgirl spirit because I think of it, you are a cow-loving girl and a cow-saving girl. Uh-huh. So there's all kinds of ways to be a cowgirl. Now, uh-huh. your there blog are. is super popular. So tell us about that and about the other work that you do. Oh, my blog, did you say? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so uh, my blog is a cowgirl-themed vegan or plant-based blog, and um, I've taken upon myself to stick to my guns, if you will, and I I write a blog every single week. I never skip a week, so I do things like product reviews, restaurant reviews, um, interviews. I actually have one coming up with you and the Good Karma Diet next week, and um, it's just really fun. It's uplifting. I include fun recipes, and um, it's just an it's just a great place to visit if anybody's veg curious or if they're already vegan or headed in that direction. Um, and I also do talks and speaking engagements. I just gave a talk at Chico State University last week to actually a bunch of agricultural students, which was terrifying. But they loved me in the end <laughs> and um, had some really great questions afterwards. And um, I'm looking into doing some more veg fests. And, and I also volunteer at my local hospital uh, to help newly diagnosed breast cancer patients navigate oh. through the process. You know, it's interesting about agriculture. I know sometimes when we talk to people for whom animal agriculture is their livelihood, it's very frightening. I mean, if somebody said to me, yeah, as of tomorrow, books are outlawed, you never get to write another one, I'd be pretty upset about that, too. (laughs) And yet, everybody, we have to eat. And so I think to be able to embrace people who work in agriculture with, look, you're the most important people in the whole society anyway, it's just a matter of shifting the kind of food that we're talking about. Exactly. Yeah, this this particular crowd that I spoke to a week ago was really um, receptive to my ideas. I didn't push a plant-based diet down their throat, but I did share my journey with cancer, which perhaps gave me a little bit of brownie points. Yeah. So they I'm could sure. have that empathy and relate. Yes. But um in the end they had some really great questions. I had um I had a gentleman in the class that was probably the most manly looking, kind of buff kind of uh looking guy and he said, you know, if I were to try this diet, what types of you know, foods would you recommend that I start with or something that tastes meaty? And so I was able to suggest some brand names of, you know, meatless products and Um, just a few days ago, I received an email from the professor uh, who invited me into the course, and he scanned 33, um, they had a final, they had a final exam after I was there, and he scanned 33 of their answers to a question he asked them regarding my presentation, what did they think about it, and did they think that my talk was persuasive, and let's just say that I had tears in my eyes, um, at least Five of the students said that they want to try veganism Whoa! and that they would try to eat more vegetables. Some say, you know, it was just, it was the most amazing feeling to know that just little me is out there giving these small talks, trying to make a difference and that, and that I am. And it's, it's really motivating me to continue to do what I do. Well, and we know that you will, and we're glad that you are. Cowgirlsandcollardgreens.com. Kaylee Martin, thank you so very much. We're going to rush over to break now and come back with two more Good Karma Stories. Stay with us. We 
Wouldn't you like to share the programs that inspire you most with audiences around the world? That's easier than ever with mobile giving. Just text Unity Radio to 72727 and help us continue offering spiritual programs that change lives. What if you could experience vibrant health, help heal the planet, and be a great friend to God's animal kingdom through simple choices you make at breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Authors Victoria and Adair Moran say you can do this easily, affordably, and deliciously in their new book, Main Street Vegan. Everything you need to know to eat healthfully and live compassionately in a real world. Loaded with practical tips, straightforward information, and fabulous recipes, Main Street Vegan will help you on your journey toward a plant-based diet. The perks include more energy, an easy way to keep your weight where you want it, feeling younger as you grow older, and maybe even a boost to your spiritual life. Purchase Main Street Vegan from BN.com, Amazon.com, or your favorite bookseller. Experience the peace and joy promised by A Course in Miracles? Or are you still struggling to truly live your beliefs from moment to moment? Let Reverend Jennifer Hadley help you focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application by walking your talk. Experience the healing live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Central on A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You're listening to Main Street Vegan with Victoria Moran. If you have questions or comments about today's topic or any other area of interest, we invite you to follow Victoria underscore Moran on Twitter or email her at MainStreetVegan at UnityOnlineRadio.org. Now, back to Main Street Vegan. Welcome back, everybody. I am so happy that you are here today. We are celebrating the birth of my 12th book, The Good Karma Diet, Eat Gently, Feel Amazing, Age in Slow Motion. And thank you all so much for joining the celebration for this Bouncing Baby book. So my next guest is another Good Karma story provider for the book. She is Deirdre or Didi Gafke, and she hails from Minnesota, where she is a writer, lover, motivator, and student of the world. Her favorite social media is Instagram. Mine too, by the way. Instagram and Twitter. It's kind of a, a draw there. And you can find her on Instagram at D-D-D Lee. <laughs> That's D-E-D-E-D-E-L-E-E. D-D-D Lee. You'll be happy to be there and see her photographic contributions. Welcome, Didi. Hi, Victoria. Well, it's, it's great such, to be here. It's a pleasure to speak with you because I don't think we've actually spoken voice to voice before. We've just had no. uh, email contact. So tell us a, a little of your story. It's actually fascinating. Well, my story is kind of, you hear about it once in a while where people are just so incredibly down in life. Um, I was probably 19 when really bad stuff started happening, bad relationships, just a lot of bad luck, bad health problems. And it just kept getting worse and I kept getting more and more discouraged and always so negative. And along with that came the bad eating and the weight gain and all that sort of stuff. Um, And then as things kept piling up, I couldn't handle any of it until it got so bad that I actually almost died a couple times because of health problems. And uh, then I decided to turn my life around. And they always say when you hit rock bottom, you can only go up. And that's exactly what happened. And I left my bad relationship and I started eating better. And I ate better for a while and started moving more. And once all that kind of 
was starting to make everything get better, I was introduced to you and to Chris Carr. And the way that you guys talk about positivity changed everything. And along with that came the vegan lifestyle. And that changed everything too. And it's made me who I am. Wow. And you, you speak with such authority. I you really know know what you're about on this. I love it. I love it. Now you lost most of the weight before you went vegan, but you've maintained as a vegan. Is that right? That's right. And it you know what? It ta- it completely taught me how to maintain it and how to just be okay. And even, you know, I could gain 5 or 10 pounds and that's okay. It's all okay. And that's kind of that's what being a vegan had given me was this power of knowing that it's all okay. I love that because I am happiest when I feel that I'm eating in the best way that I know how. But sometimes I can't eat in the best way that I know how because either I'm in France, uh, (laughs) which happened recently, (laughs) and it took me a while. I mean, there are beautiful, beautiful vegan restaurants there. And if I had been there four weeks instead of two, I would have figured out how to have just the best diet on earth. But I didn't know that. And so I was eating a lot of food that I wouldn't ordinarily eat. And the great thing about being vegan is that whether you're having the very best food you know about or something maybe not quite so hot but still vegan, that you're still saving animals, you're still helping the planet, you're still doing something really good every single day. Absolutely. And that really, it you glow. It's like this beautiful thing where you just do your best and you know that you're going to do your best. And it shows. I actually took a trip to South Dakota when I first started going vegan. And let me tell you, I have never been to a place that's harder to eat vegan than South Dakota, but I did it and it was wonderful. And I felt good about myself. You can make those choices, even though they're hard sometimes. Yeah. And every place I think is, is just getting so much more vegan friendly. I learned that they're going to do their first veg fest in North Dakota in, in Fargo this year, which is really exciting. Dr. Neil Barnard is a native of North Dakota, so he's going to be one of their speakers, which is very cool. And I'm sure South Dakota is having the same rebirth. Somebody will just have to call in and let us know where for your next trip. absolutely. (laughs) So I know you, you are passionate about weightlifting and hiking, and usually anybody who has been through a substantial weight situation rarely uses the word passionate in the same sentence with exercise. So how did that all come about? I've always, always come from a family that puts the outdoors before almost anything. Um, And I've always been a hiker. But once I kind of got all my big weight loss done, I could really hike. I didn't have to stop every five minutes and that sort of thing. And I have just reconnected with nature in a way that I can't even explain. It just lights me up inside. And I actually started to get a whole entire sleeve tattoo of the animals that inspire me most out in nature because I just, I love it. It lights me up. Tell me an animal that inspires you a lot. Oh, my favorite one, I think, is a pellated woodpecker. I just feel like there are no animals as beautiful and unique and interesting. That is so fascinating to me because I've always been really urban. It never quite opened up to the nature thing. I tell the story sometimes of how when I was in my stroller, I was not quite three years old, and I looked up at the stars one night and thought, well, that's home. Now you're here. You're doing this. This is fine, but it ain't home. And so I've just never had that connection to nature. And I listen to somebody like you, or I watch my daughter who does wildlife rehabilitation. And it just, it's kind of like introducing me to a culture or a cuisine that's foreign, but really good. So thank you. (laughs) Thank you. And the woodpeckers. Now tell me about the weightlifting, because that's what I can relate to. Because I'm pretty fond of weightlifting myself. The weightlifting has become one of my favorite things. It, um, 
I actually, I'm going to brag a little bit, and I have a four-pack going, which is, like, Ooh. not something I ever thought I would have. I mean, if 300-pound me would have known that, I would have freaked out, I think. But I have gotten really into kettlebells, and mm. the things that they do for your metabolism and your hormones, when you're lifting those weights, it really, really makes a difference, and you just feel so much more energetic that you can't stop. It becomes really addictive and fun. Aha, ye old positive addiction. Well, my yes. latest one, I, I think I talked about it on the show last week or week before, or maybe I waited because I wanted to make sure it was a real addiction and not a passing fad. <laughs> but I've been <laughs> doing aerial yoga and it's like, why didn't I do this years before? Because I loved hanging on the monkey bars as a kid. I mean, I hated sports, all that stuff. But monkey bars, you know, that was the mothership. And now doing this aerial yoga. Oh. <laughs> I, I have mean, been wanting to do that so bad. And there's a studio right down the street from me. And it would be so much fun. You have inspired me. I think I'll try it next week. Oh, no, definitely. Try it today because you don't want to lose any days of hanging upside down. The world looks right (laughs) side up when you're upside down. At least that's my opinion. So you are in. I love that. Thank you. You're in the process of adopting another dog. How many dogs will this be for you? Well, the good news is that we just got her on Saturday. That was a little unexpected. This is our third dog. Wonderful. We just cannot get enough. And I think we have to cap it here at three, but I would take <laughs> all of them if I could. I know. Well, three is a pack, you know, although I think it is. probably one in a loving human family is a pack. So what? what uh, <laughs> is this a big dog? This is my first ever big dog. Her name huh? is Misha, and she's half German shepherd, half Australian shepherd. Ooh. Well, so she sounds smart magnificent there is just no love like the love of a dog i went shopping last night here in new york city and i took forbes with me and i knew he'd love it and i knew he would be perfectly behaved because he likes going places it's just like i'm gonna be a really good dog because i like shopping and it was so (laughs) sweet and i said to him in the second store now this fitting room doesn't have a door it only has a curtain so you're going to have to stay in here with me. And he looked up at me like, got it. There's he no knew. friend. <laughs> there is no friend like the canine friend. Agreed. So a last word from out in the Midwest. My last word would be to chase your dreams that I never thought I would be doing this. I never thought I would be doing anything that I'm doing. And I'm just a regular person, and anybody can do whatever they want as long as they focus their energy and are really kind to themselves. It's Uh really that easy. Well, coming from you, it sounds that easy. Thank you so (laughs) much, Deirdre Gafke. Find her on Instagram, D-D-D-L-E-E. (laughs) D-D-D-Lee. Thank you, Victoria. And thank you so very much. And moving right along, gosh, this show goes quickly when it's packed full of amazing guests. Our guests are always amazing. We just usually don't have four of them. Is uh, Marissa on the line? I'm looking over there at Jeff to see if Marissa is with us. And he is nodding. Yes, she's not? Okay. Well, we are waiting for Marissa Podenay, and I will just give you a little bit of intro for her. Her website is Vegan and Beyond Coaching. And again, she spells out the and just like cowgirls and collard greens. You can find her on Twitter at Vegan and Beyond. And um, on Instagram, vegan underscore and underscore beyond. And I do believe she's with us. Marissa? Hi, Victoria. Hey, lovely to hear you. Yeah, it's so nice to be here. Well, and it's so lovely to have you on the phone. I was just talking with your dad the other day. We did the special telegraph class for people who had pre-ordered the Good Karma Diet. And I said when it was over, anybody that just wanted to stay later and have a chat. And this lovely gentleman said, 
I'm Marissa Pudney's father. Like, oh, wow, <laughs> family affair. So let me just uh, introduce you to the listeners, and we'll get into our conversation. Marissa Pudney is a certified vegan lifestyle coach and educator. She went through Main Street Vegan Academy, and she hails from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. She can be found feasting often on seasonal fruit, hiking in the woods with her fur child and vegan partner, or trying out new meditation techniques. She's recently launched her new venture, Vegan and Beyond Lifestyle Coaching, and she blogs, as I've already told the people because I am on top of things today, Marissa, at veganandbeyondcoaching.com slash blog. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Well, it is a pleasure. Now, Marissa, you just did something kind of mind-blowing to a lot of people, and that is that you completed a 100-day meditation challenge. What was that all about? Yeah, well, um, I had some health challenges years ago, and I had incorporated a lot of positive healing modalities to get my health back on track. Um, this past winter, I had a health relapse, and I was looking for something. I felt like something was missing. I wanted something extra to just boost my health to the next level. And I had tried meditation before, but the practice never really stuck. Um, <laughs> so one day I was just at my wit's end. I needed to do something. And I said, I'm going to sit down and meditate. So I sat down. I did about 15 minutes. And afterwards, I was like, this is it. This is what was missing. So I'd heard of people doing 100 days of happiness before. So I thought, why not do that with meditation? <laughs> so I did my 100 days. And ever since then, I've still done meditation. It's as essential to me as drinking water every day. Wow. It, yeah, it, it just it nourishes me in a way that nothing else can. <laughs> now, when you say a 100-day meditation challenge, does this mean that you meditated once a day? For 100 days? Because I think some people might think you did nothing but meditate for 100 days. <laughs> that would have been intense. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I did once a day, sometimes, I mean, even up to three or four times a day if I felt like I needed it. But it was generally once a day for 15 to 30 minutes. And sometimes I did it just sitting in silence. Sometimes I would put music or nature sounds in the background. Um, I used mantras and visualizations a lot, which helped. Yeah. And were the results what you had hoped? Oh, my God. They were beyond what I could have ever, ever imagined. <laughs> I feel like a completely different person. Even two weeks afterwards, I just was like, why did I wait so long to do this? I felt like... I was becoming more myself, more of who I was meant to be, and just shedding all the layers of conditioning that had been sitting on top of me for all these years. Um, I just am so much more open to everything that life offers me, and um, even anything that's scary, I'm still open to confronting it, and I just have a more spiritual connection to myself and to existence on a universal level. So I think when people hear meditation challenge, does that mean you, you went to some website and you signed up and you were being held accountable, or did you do this entirely on your own? I did it entirely on my own. That's usually how I operate. I don't really do well whenever people give me a schedule of something and just stick to it. Um, I like to go at my own pace and decide when I'm ready for something. So it was completely on my own. I documented it on Instagram too. So every day I took a picture and wrote a little bit of something on there. So if anyone looks at the hashtag 100 days of meditation, they'll see all of my hundred posts. <laughs> wow. And did, have other people picked up on that hashtag or other people doing it? 
I did notice I've had a couple people comment on my posts and say they were inspired to start a meditation challenge of their own. And I've seen some other ones pop up that didn't say anything to me, but I'm wondering if they maybe got the idea. So I'm glad to be um, putting this idea out there because it will change people's lives. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I know that this ties into the beyond in, in your business name, vegan and beyond coaching. Dot com. So tell us about your, your business and what your plans are for that. Did I lose Marissa? My business, yes. Oh, okay. Um, business can be a scary word. <laughs> am I here? Yeah, yes. I hear you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so I was really excited to start um, just helping people go vegan because that was such an important evolution in my life. And that's why I took the course for through Main Street Vegan Academy. And after the whole like going vegan thing, like I thought, oh, this is it. This is a compassionate life. This is what it's made of. But then you find there are other things that also can increase your health and happiness in life and um, appreciate the connection to everything in the world. So I am offering different things. Like I want to help people go vegan, but also Uh, do things like limiting exposure to toxic chemicals can bring about a lot of change in someone's life. And uh, meditation, for example, help people bring that and how that incorporates with veganism. So I'm really interested in working with people one-on-one and helping them realize a better life for themselves. Oh, that's wonderful. Did, Did you get my note that I was on a show in Pittsburgh this morning it's called WISR Mornings with Dave Malarkey. And yes, yes. Gave a shout out about Thank your business. You. <laughs> well, I think every time we can just let the world know when other people are doing these incredible, helpful things, and especially in a local area, because it's one thing to be in a Facebook group or something like that. But when you think, I'm never going to meet these people It's just different from knowing that there's somebody right there in in your community that you could call up and get some help from. So I love it that our Main Street vegan lifestyle coaches and educators are in many parts of, of North America and around the world. So I know that you've dealt with a lot of allergies and and sensitivities. Can you just tell a little bit of the story that you tell in the Good Karma Diet and also how people can be vegan when they're dealing with these kinds of issues? Sure, yeah. So, yeah, in my Good Karma story, I talk about how several years after going vegan, I um, felt ill, um, chronic illness, And, uh, it was really hard for me overnight. My life changed. I was inactive. (laughs) Like I was a, I was an athlete. I was always out doing things and having fun. And, um, overnight it was just, I was bedridden. I couldn't do anything. And one of the things that suffered the most was my gut health. Um, things that I could eat before I just couldn't, I was always a person that could eat whatever, in any combination and be fine. And then all of a sudden I couldn't eat anything. And it was like, I had cut out for necessity, soy, gluten, sugar, even some fruits and vegetables would bother me. Beans and legumes were indigestible. Nuts and seeds were a no, no for like a month and a half. And I was already vegan. So it was like, what what am I going to (laughs) eat? So just tell me, you were dealing with mold, right? The toxic mold in the environment. Yeah, there was toxic mold in the apartment I was renting. And uh, yeah, it hit me hard. So yeah, so it was a serious health problem. And I was trying to figure out what to do with myself. And, you know, I figured out what to eat. And even after like a month or two, of my strict diet, I was able to ease up a little, but I was still more restricted than most people um, would consider livable. 
to me, I was eating a beautiful and varied diet. And I was focusing more. I think the key is to focus more on what we can eat instead of um, what's off the table. And we realized how abundant a vegan lifestyle is and how many ways there are to eat healthy while still staying vegan. So, like, when someone says, oh, I can't be vegan because I'm allergic to soy or I'm allergic to gluten, and I'll just be like, well, of course you can. Like, there's always a way to make it work if that's what you want to do. It might take some imagination and um, dedication to make the change, but you can certainly be healthy and vegan without soy or gluten. Um, So, yeah, I think the, the key is to focus on what you can eat and think about how how many whole plant foods there are out there. <laughs> That's really important. Today I did the radio satellite tour uh, for the book, so I was talking with a lot of, of wonder, wonderful interviewers, and one of them said, just for our listeners that don't know, give us the definition of vegetarian and the definition of vegan. And that's usually a negative defi- definition. You know, we say vegetarians don't eat meat, fowl, and fish. Vegans also don't eat dairy products. (laughs) And if you want to be healthy, of course, you're not eating a whole lot of junk food, blah, blah, blah. So it's like, we don't, we don't, we don't. But I love what you're saying to focus on what what we do and what we have. And there's so much. And most people find that when they change, they discover so many foods they didn't even know were out there. Yes, yes, absolutely. I know that's how it was for me. Even I was vegan for years and still didn't know, you know, I hadn't discovered the beauty of food until I got sick. And then it was just like, uh, I just have such a great reverence for all of the whole foods that are out there and nourish us. So I know that you eat a lot of raw foods, kind of what's the percentage and how does that play into your life and food plan? Yeah. Um, raw foods, it, it varies by season. Um, in the summertime, all I want to do is eat raw foods. <laughs> I just want to feast on fruit all day and have a really nice, delicious salad in the evening. Um, in the wintertime, I gravitate more towards uh, like hearty root vegetables and grains and rich tahini sauces and things like that. So I, don't, I wouldn't say I'm a certain percentage any you know, at different times of the year, it varies, but raw foods have, they are what rescued me back to health. And before I found meditation, I thought raw foods was like the holy grail of health. That is what's going to connect you in this like unforgot or like this uh, forgotten way. Um, so I think raw foods have an enormous power to heal both mind and body and soul, really. <laughs> yeah, well, I so agree. And I have my little MEND uh, acronym that the key to health is meditation, exercise, nourishment, and detoxification. And when you get all those going, I think you've got everything. So we have a grand total of 60 seconds left. I can't believe how quickly this has gone. Would you like to give us a last word? Hmm. I don't know. I want to congratulate you on your book, honestly. I am absolutely enjoying it. It's so wonderful. (laughs) Well, I appreciate that a lot. And I feel that the contributions that you made to the book and Kaylee and Deirdre and certainly the recipes from Doris and all of you being on the show today has been so wonderful. We've got other fabulous uh providers of stories in the book. Many of them have been on the show. Uh, Janae Claiborne, who's a a vegan chef here in the city. Patty Brightman, who's the co-author of Never Too Late to Go Vegan. Uh, Philip McCluskey, who lost 200 pounds on raw food, and he's at Vimergy.com. There are just so many, 17 in all. And you're all wonderful, and, and your stories inspire me. One of the interviewers today said, what did you learn from these people's stories that you didn't know before? And I said that even when you're vegan, we're still living on Earth. It's still the real world, and we have challenges. But, oh, my gosh, they are amazingly easier to deal with. These little 
vegan miracles seem to happen pretty often. And Marissa, knowing you for one of those miracles is uh, that in, in my life. So thank you so much. All the best (laughs) with your health and your business, and you're just such a light in the world. So thanks to all our guests today. Thanks to Jeff Comfort and Unity Online Radio for allowing this program to be one of their partners. It's really such a grace and such a blessing in my life. Unity Online Radio is supported by your contributions, so please go to unityonline.org, check them out, and um, help them out. Why not? Let's let the good karma go around and come around. God bless you all, and eat your veggies. Thank you for listening to Main Street Vegan. Join us every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Time as Victoria Moran entertains, educates, and inspires you on your vegan journey. This program is sponsored by Main Street Vegan. To learn more about Victoria or to explore training with Main Street Vegan Academy as a vegan lifestyle coach, go to www.mainstreetvegan.net. That's www.mainstreetvegan.net. You know the saying, a good deed is its own reward? Well, moving toward a plant-based diet and vegan lifestyle is one kind and compassionate act that isn't just its own reward. It will also reward you with vibrant health, boundless energy, an easy way to keep your weight where you want it, and according to Yogi's and Unity's co-founder Charles Fillmore, even give a boost to your spiritual life. On Main Street Vegan, the radio program named for the popular book, Victoria Moran will make your move in a vegan direction easy, fun, affordable, and delicious. With enticing topics and entertaining guests every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Time, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Inspiration only takes a moment. Consider these inspirational thoughts from the quest for prayer from Unity House Books. Holding a special, loving thought for other people benefits us as much as it benefits them. In fact, in some ways, even more so. Consider, for example, what happens when you wash your car with a hose. What gets clean first? The inside of the hose, of course, because the water must rush through the hose before it can clean the car. So it is when we hold loving thoughts for someone. As those loving thoughts rush through us, they bless us first. It is a win-win situation. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Just like life, grief is a journey, not a destination. Whether it is loss of life, relationship, security, or simply the process of change, have you given yourself permission to begin your journey of grief? Have you yielded to the gift of grace? Join Reverend Chaz Wesley every Thursday at 5 p.m. Central on a virtual navigation from grief to grace and explore new horizons of empowerment, significance, and support. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'll light a candle in your name. Are you ready to live in joy? Is there an area of your life where you could use a miracle? Have you been praying for help and guidance? 
Come join Lisa and Bill and their guests for an hour filled with practical tips on experiencing miracles, greater abundance, focused, deliberate living, and the peace of God that passeth all understanding. Experience more joy in life. Listen to Living in Joy, Reflections on a Course in Miracles with Lisa Natoli and Bill Free every Friday at 2 p.m. Central here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Intuition is our spiritual GPS and the single best tool that we have for navigating our lives. I'm Victoria Shaw, And on my Intuitive Connection podcast, I will share with you the ways to connect with your intuition and awaken the gifts of your soul. In each episode, I'll draw on my own intuitive gifts and my training as an Ivy League trained counselor and psychologist to help support you in reaching your highest potential. Start listening now on Mind, Body, Spirit FM podcast network or wherever you find your podcasts. 